to All American Gunslingers featuring Ubaldi Reports. Hey, everybody. This is John with Ubaldi Reports, the one podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on issues facing America, whether internationally and domestically. And there's a lot to talk about between immigration, which just was a big story that came out today. And we were also going to talk about the crisis in American cities and states. But before we get started, let me introduce my two co-hosts. Hold one on, is- John. I think someone should inter- introduce you because <clears throat> you are a Marine Master Gunnery Sergeant. Yeah. Uh, you are. You you had a combat tour in Iraq and Afghanistan, correct? Yeah, two in Afghanistan, one to Iraq. And I don't think a lot of people know about this because you don't really kind of wear this on your chest, but you're a journalist. Are yeah, you I've got a master's degree. I've got published in a mar- couple of uh, military journals. Would you consider yourself a constitutional scholar or just a constitutionalist? I would say a constitutional scholar. I'm not going to be I'm a, an expert. I do read a lot about the constitutional so you issue. You know Jonathan Turley. but Yeah, I know Jonathan Turley, but I also watch. Or Victor Alan, David Hansen. Alan Dershowitz, another constitutional scholar from Harvard University Emeritus. But I also do read um, Antonio Scalia, Scalia's Court. And I do try to to look at some of the things that are happened to our constitution. I read the constitution from our founders. I just read a book about how our the U.S. Constitution got um, f- um, formed. So I try to keep myself as well informed as I can mm-hmm. working a full-time job. Well, I mean, you also have a good dynamic when it comes to this show is yeah. that you want to tell them the truth, but a lot more I think you uh, want is to kind of more or less interject your opinion on the current Well, situation. I just want to let people know this is what's going on. And a lot of times I get fired up when I'm not on the show when I talk to uh, Joe and, and Ray. Yeah. And I just get a, I just get appalled how the media doesn't cover some of these stories that we bring up on a, a t- um, every day. Like before we get into the cities and states, there was an issue came in today where the a whistleblower for Health and Human Services she spoke in front of Congress and she said that through her um, what she saw and what she observed. 80, the, the government can't account for 80,000 migrant children. That's crazy. So now, during the, I looked it up during the, in 2020 during the uh, Trump administration. The New York Times reported there was like 1,500 they couldn't account for, which is appalling as it is. But we're talking 80,000. So basically what she was saying. So, hold on. So during the Trump administration, we're talking about 1,500. 1,500. And this administration, we're talking 81,000. 80,000 80, children. So basically the, the, the cartels bring them up to the border. They get processed. And what the government does through the Organization for Refugee and uh, Reconst- uh, Resettlement, they try to resettle these children into families that either their the relatives, their parents, or friends, but when they turned them over, and this was done under Health and Human Services, which is run by Javier Becerra, and Susan Rice, who was the domestic policy advisor, and she's stepping down in her last month, last time in that position will be next month. They all knew about this. So Toss with Saw says fake news. If Where do you get your news from? <laughs> you already get your news from, John. I mean, you only get it from, like, what, one or two sources? Oh, right? yeah, I just get it from one source. I would just disagree this isn't fake news this is because what the other media outlets don't report it mm-hmm. this is coming from congressional testimony so if they're if they're up on um, that wind whistleblower for the um who was under health and human services 
through the um, attorney, the um, inspector general, if she's saying this in front of Congress, and if it's fake news, that means she's lying to Congress, which she, she can be charged for. So I would disagree with the the comment as fake news. It's it's fact. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but I mean, if you're all, but so it's if it's fake news, that means the five to six million that have crossed the southern border right now is fake news Mm -hmm. now i also not just get it from these whistleblowers like i like you all know i work at a law enforcement supply company and we deal with um, outfitting their vehicles so i deal with a lot of federal state and local law enforcement officials and we get a lot of um, homeland security officers come in we get a lot of ice officers border patrol and they tell me the same thing it's so it's far worse than is even being reported mm-hmm. in the news. So right now, in two weeks, Title 43 goes away, and that means there's right now there's 40,000 just waiting across the but U.S. What's that southern gonna, border. What's that Title 43? What's that going to do with the people coming in? What Title 43 was was a, a, a policy put in place by the Trump administration because of a health concern because of COVID. Well, now the COVID uh, is over, these people are now going to be entering the United States, and the, um, the the Biden administration hasn't put up put together a plan of what they're going to do when this influx of migrants are coming in. Now, remember, they criticized and Democrats criticized the um, the Trump administration, but in 2020 there was 400, I believe, 450 thousand illegal migrants. Uh, captured at the U.S. southern border for that entire year. So uh, now we're getting two million plus a year, and we're on pace to hit three million this year. So Aaron M.B. Taylor says uh, all that uh, is anecdotal data, not reliable. <clears throat> and then we can go into I want OB fire. Okay, whatever. Uh, Biden's admin uh, has uh, apprehended far more than Trump. So, of course you have when you have more people streaming across the U.S. southern border. And I wouldn't even say it's anecdotal. These are, I mean, if you if law enforcement is lying, they can be held accountable. So you're t- so anybody who says it's anecdotal, I mean, come on. The numbers speak for themselves. Then that's um, con- um, the Customs and Border Patrol reports these numbers. So okay. if somebody's lying, they can be held accountable. So yeah. I don't say it's anecdotal. I think it's just fact. Mm-hmm. We can we can we can dismiss it away. Eric Adams complained that his city is being overwhelmed by migrants coming in, and they're going to have to deal with it. That's why they're costing them about four billion dollars, I think, for a, a year. That's at least for fiscal twenty twenty two. So I mean, if this is anecdotal, this isn't being fact, and this isn't happening in New York and some of the the cities. So maybe we should tell Aaron to get her data correct. I mean, I would like to know where she got her information, and then we can go back and forth. But, I mean, this isn't anecdotal data. This is being reported, but it's just not being reported by the media. Yeah. Just because the media doesn't cover it. So to, where, uh, where's all that data being maybe put so other people can see it? Because Well, you can just go to Customs and Border Patrol. You can go to Homeland Security. You can find it. But, I mean, just because the media doesn't cover it, I mean – I know it's not in the media now. I go to every every day. Oh, excuse me. Every week when I get my groceries, I still I stop by the baby formula aisle. It's still empty, or you got minimal product on the shelf. Just because the media doesn't cover it and is not asking Congress about it, 
it doesn't go away. It doesn't mean it just doesn't go away. A lot of young families, young mothers are feeling it. And you just, I, I talked to a friend who had, excuse me, she had um, postpartum depression when she had her first child. So she told me, when you're on baby formula for your child, you just don't take one can and you're good. You could go through four or five cans till you find the right formula for your dietary needs of your child. Mm-hmm. So just because the Biden administration doesn't want to address it and the media doesn't want to cover it, I mean, look how many stories the media hasn't covered or did cover which was flat wrong. Remember the case last year when the um, the migrants, excuse me, were the Border Patrol allegedly whipped my, Haitian migrants mm-hmm. and come to find out even the photographer who was there said, who took the picture, said that didn't happen, but the Biden administration ran with it. And then there was a, they um, did a FOIA request, a, FO, a Freedom of Information Act, and they found out the um, the home, um, Homeland Security knew about it and let Javier Becerra know, I mean, Javier Becerra, Alejandro Mayorko know when they briefed uh, President Biden that this uh, didn't happen, mm-hmm. but they still ran with it anyway. And they had to backtrack, but they never said they were wrong. Is complicit the same as guilty? Because we know <clears throat> that there's these children coming over. Correct. And that they're more than likely going into the, you know, sex trafficking or um, work, I guess not slave labor, but what would we call it? Um, child labor. Child labor. Kind of uh, stuff. So, and America's complicit because we know what's going on. We are complicit. We're not, we're not, we're not keeping accountability of the people that are coming through. But we're not, see, the, the problem is... We're not fixing the problem. Now, remember, Vice President Kamala Harris was tasked to be the border czar. She hasn't been in the border in over a year and a half, almost two years, except from June of 2020 when she was shamed to go to the border. So what is the policy? Yeah, okay, um, Alejandro Mayorkas, when he was on Capitol Hill a couple weeks ago, he blamed the previous administration for the dysfunctional attitude at the border. Okay, if we go with that, if President Trump in 2020 had 450,000 illegal migrants apprehended or crossing the U.S. southern border, the very next year under Joe Biden, it was up to almost 2 million. 2022 was 2.3 million. And they just, back in February, they crossed over a million. Mm-hmm. Look at all the fentanyl that's pouring in. You've, it's coming from China to the cartels and into the country. And I talked to, again state, local, and federal law enforcement, and they all say the same thing, that the biggest drug of choice that's coming in is fentanyl is pouring across that U.S. southern border. So we can wish it away. That doesn't mean the problem goes away. And that's you look at these cities and um, and states. They're a disaster. I mean, it's just there's a crisis in America, and Maybe if we had a media that, and I don't expect the media to be cheerleaders for the Republicans. Mm-hmm. I want them to call out Republicans when they do something wrong. But I also want them to be fair and honest and be impartial like the ethics and journalism is. And if you go by that, the standard is stand by the accuracy of your work. How many stories or um, events the media got wrong? And then it's just... 
or they use sources when it's one source or that source was made up. So it's just, I mean, look at, like, take Chicago. Chicago uh, did not reelect its uh, previous mayor or the current mayor until um, May 10th, which was um, Lori Lightfoot. Then they just elected because of the crime issue. Who did they elect? Brandon Johnson, a very progressive, and they're going to see crime. He barely speaks out when uh, teenagers were rioting in the street a couple weeks ago, said nothing. And then you've got, um, look at the educational thing. This is something, even Bill Maher said this. One in three children in America can't read to grade level, mm-hmm. and it's, over, it's, it's about 80% of black Americans cannot read. To grade level? I like so, that guy's point. I know, oh, yeah, we want to bring up something real quick. Before okay, go ahead. always a choice. 818 guy said, uh, if guns don't kill, neither do drugs. A drug user is the problem. Fix that first. Yeah. I think I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, using is a choice. Well, it is. That's I mean, <laughs> you, you chose to do it in the first place. I'm not but look what we end. but look what we do when it comes to drugs. You look at Hollywood. They always have this virtue signaling. They make it a, a cottage industry. I made it a couple of years ago, um, and I'm glad he's he recovered. I guess you're always a recovering addict. Is Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Everybody's always such a hero because he got the treatment. And there was some of the people who deal with um, drug addiction. Um, you know, the advocates and make sure people get drugs. Said, don't lionize the guy because we're we're glad he's getting the help he needs. But he has the means and resources. Think about somebody who's poor. I knew a family in my church. The daughter got involved in drugs and she became addicted. Mm-hmm. So the parents had to take a second mortgage on their home to help her daughter get, get, overcome her addiction. She recovered. She's got a nice family now. True. But that family, the parents, have to pay a second mortgage on their home. Robert Downey Jr. is worth millions. So he can go to the best drug treatment program what happens if somebody was you or me got addicted to it are we going to have the money to go to the best treatment center in america mm. no so how it's just like violence and guns hold on i can't no. I, I can't necessarily agree with that because we're all attached to the va some way or some form so if there was an addiction of some sort we could use the means of maybe going through the, the VA. va but is the va the same treatment center that Robert Dowdy Jr. is going to get. Of course not, but I mean, but, <laughs> but even just like, but even just like with, but even just like with guns. I know Ray, you're a big gun advocate and believe in the Second Amendment. Hollywood always speaks out of the proliferation of guns. But look at the movies that come out. How many of you seen the John Wick sagas? We don't. We don't they're even ex- need to. They're extremely violent with guns just blazing all over the place. So if you're so against guns, why do you prolific that type of violence on the on well, the movie I can, screen? I can combat that, but you go first. We don't even need to look that far. We we can stay in the Hollywood scene, but Alec Baldwin just proved everybody's point about gun safety and what happens when you neglect every bit of firearm safety. Exactly. There's people not breathing because of his actions. The gun didn't pull the trigger. He did. Somebody. Had, so, you know. Well, but even just like with President Biden's son, Hunter. Right. He's a big gun control advocate. But his but his son committed a felony because he lied on a federal firearm application. And even his. He his, uh, his a firearm. That was one of his son's 
um, the widow of his, I think, Bo Biden, just threw a firearm away. So that's also a crime. So if you want to look at gun control, look no further than your own family mm-hmm. before you start telling Americans that you can't own a firearm. Plus, we also left everything in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, we left $80 billion <laughs> with the weapons. So, and don't, then, don't complain but about here's the other AR. part. But here's the other part of that. The special inspector general of Afghan reconstruction was on Capitol Hill last month. Now, this didn't make a big play, and I read their, their document. This didn't get much play by the media. Why? Because they're protect, probably protecting Joe Biden. But that inspector general said, in his estimation, he still believes that the U.S. is still funding the Taliban to help pay for humanitarian issues. Mm-hmm. That same inspector general said, when President Biden said, we didn't leave any Americans behind, we got our allies uh, back. That's false. And look what's going on in the Sudan. So, we, the get some, we get some mili- some personnel out, but we left what? I think the, the number, I mean, don't quote me on this, but they think it's like 10,000 Americans are still stuck. Now in we the, wouldn't have another Benghazi situation on our hands. Well, would we? this would be worse than that. This would be a major humanitarian crisis by leaving Americans behind well, and not planning I wanted for to go back to the guns just for a little bit with like Hollywood is that there is like an extreme – non-realistic approach to it because you know you're not having a 15 minute 20 minute firefight in the middle of downtown los angeles during a bank heist with like you know 45 police officers and it's not happening as regular as you would think watching it on like as you were well, they did have it a couple years ago i think it was in the mid late 90s Mm -hmm. they had a bunch of um it could happen no 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 they did they were they were there was a Hollywood there was a bank robbery guys had a bunch of AKs and they went the police had to go into a gun store to get oh, really? semi-automatic weapons see, now but with the problem that's what I like to see okay the problem with that is um, now you're not going to see that movie but when they did look at how these individuals got guns they committed gun violations before uh-huh. which was a felony. And it was batted down to a misdemeanor. But, but it's not as consistent no, it's as not. you would see in like Hollywood. You don't see like cops chasing an ambulance with a bunch of retired no. or former military guys trying to make money to, you know. So it's really far-fetched about the whole, like, the way the guns are used and what's going on. Because if that was happening, the whole world would be in chaos because every five to ten minutes, there's some super battle going on with the only with thing we've got now, automatic not, weapons what you're and, talking about, not a big battle, but we're seeing the crime in American cities. Like you see Chicago, Philadelphia, New York. Like take San Francisco. There was a, I believe a deputy fire marshal or fire commissioner was hit over the head with a pipe. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're not going to charge the individual who did it. Well, just in Chicago, kids killed a, a baby. 14 and the all they, they got misdemeanor. They got misdemeanor trespassing, unless yeah. it gets batted up. But the whole, but even, but even uh, Bill Maher, mm-hmm. he was, and he said this. Look at these cities, like take Chicago. I, mean, I know we always go to Chicago. Well, because it's the most okay. But take Chicago. Yeah. And he said it's not whites killing whites; it's black children killing black kids. Mm-hmm. But what he said is, um, at the same time. One in three American children can't read or do math to grade level. Also, about 80% of African-American kids can't uh, do math or read to grade level. 
So my question is this. Where's President Obama? When he left the White House, he didn't go back to Chicago. He went to Martha's Vineyard. Now, mm-hmm. that's his prerogative, prerogative, but he hasn't spoken out. Where's Oprah Winfrey? Where's Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick makes millions of virtue signaling, talk about he's a social justice warrior. Where's he at? Do, or do they like it because they make money off the misery of their own people? Well, I mean, another. Uh, I think you're on to something. Hold on. I mean, but I got a good. I, I think I, I got a question going on here. Go ahead. Is there a correlation between education and, say, violence or crime in those cities? Well, there's two parts to that. Yes, there is a correlation because if you're not being educated and you graduate, if the statistics are, and this is not me saying this, this is going by. You can get this information from Chicago Unified School District. I looked at the Illinois Illinois Policy Center, and you can go to the National Report Card. Mm -hmm. But if you graduate high school and you're only reading or doing math at a middle school level, what kind of job are you going to get? You're not. So that means you can only get a certain amount of jobs. So that means you're tied to the government on welfare, food stamps, or whatever. So you have a subsistence living. So if you're trying to live in some of these areas, you're kind of forced into crime. And then the other part of this equation, and this is not a racial issue. If you look at the statistics from the U.S. Census Bureaus and others, in 1960, deep in the heart of Jim Crow era America, Mm -hmm. 70% or more African-American children lived in a two-parent family. At the start of the Civil Rights Movement, all through the 60s and into the early 70s, and now you jump to 2023, right now 70% or more African-American children come from um, are raised by a single-parent family. So is America less racist now, or is America more racist now? Those are the questions, but no one does anything. And that's why I admonished all these athletes. And this is not me saying. A lot of civil rights leaders or activists said, why haven't they spoken up? I mean, President Obama has dead silent on this issue. His children aren't affected. Like when they talk about public schools, why they can't read or do math to that level. President Obama didn't send his kids to uh, uh, public school. They went to private from even before he became president. Why hasn't Oprah looked at this? What, I mean, Colin Kaepernick. All these – or Al Sharpton. He'll jump at every time a white person does anything to an African-American – but he's eerily silent on the condition of the, his own community. Well, it's I, selling. It's a selling point. Well, racism is selling. Well, look at look it's at making the, money. But here's another point. Look at the look at the city of Baltimore. Remember a couple of years ago, President um, Trump called that a crap city. Mm-hmm. Okay. It wasn't really. There's a couple districts long. in the city of Baltimore. Not one kid can pass the test at grade level. Not one. And you're talking over 50 schools. But if you look at it, last year, the the superintendent of public education for those school districts, she got a pay raise. She makes about $445,000 a year. Randy Weingart, she's the president of the second largest national teachers union who did everything she possibly could to keep schools closed. She makes $500,000 a year. So how is this educating America? If we're not educating our kids, 
How are we competing with China? How are we competing with Europe? And even the top math scores come out of uh, Asian Asian nations, not America. Can I pump in here real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So uh, for Mr. Don't look at me, it's not racist if it's true. And what I'm saying that is like the stacks, the stats prove what you're saying is accurate. He's trying to come off and saying that they're going to close us down because we're talking race when it comes to uh, Baltimore or Chicago. But in the point you're talking about closing, we've been uh, shut down on certain points. Oh, I we bet have been. We have been. And, and other constitutional scholars have said the same thing. As soon as you bring up something that you don't go by the standard voice, you get shut down. There's universities that are trying to stifle free speech. You may not like what I'm saying. You may disagree. That's fine. All I want is people to, to, to discuss things. I may learn from you. You may learn from me. But at the same time, stifling me or shutting me down, that's telling me I'm saying something right here. If I'm wrong, question me on it. But look at these kids. You're telling me these kids are not getting an education? So where are they going to end up? I've talked to law enforcement officials. If they're not educated and they don't have too strong family connection, where do they end up? They end up in the law enforcement community's um, venue. Mm-hmm. They end up in jail or prison. And that's fact. You talk, look at everybody in prison. They either come from a very dysfunctional family or they come from they're not educated. And if you want to say that every black person or every uh, brown person in jail is because of they just picked them off the street, that's a false narrative. That would be racist. But look at these I mean, look at these cities' governments and states. California touted we got a billion dollar surface. They're they're talking about a thirty billion dollar debt now. California, my state that I came from, one in three homeless people in America is in California. California has the highest poverty level of any state, highest income inequality. A person of color does far worse in California than any other state, including Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, and some of those southern states. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, was traveling all over the the South. He went to Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Texas, all these red states that tout how bad these red states are compared to his utopian version of California. I wish the media would have done just a little fact-checking. I mean, I'm not saying I'm digging deep into this, but if you do a little bit of fact-checking, you can figure out how dysfunctional that state is and Mm -hmm. only getting worse. They can't even meet its energy needs. And this summer... We're going to go right back to brownouts and blackouts in California. Oh, well, yeah. It's California. But it's just sad. These kids are not getting the, the opportunities they have. That's... But take President Biden. He uses race as a rallying cry. His press secretary does the same thing. Everything's about race I find that or hilarious. gender or anything else. But when you question them on it, their policies are actually doing more harm to the minority community and to that extent to most of America. You mean the guy who started his pol- pol- uh, political career 
50 some odd years ago now who ran on pro segregations talking about race and is the president and they vote 81 million people voted for him. Yes. Well, but here's another, but here's another point. Even besides that, Joe Biden is running for Mm reelection. Okay. At 88 years old. Okay. Okay. At 80 (laughs) years old, he's running for (laughs) reelection. That's a big one. Okay. But here's the point. He's the first president in U S history upon assuming the white house had 15 consecutive years or more in one office. Mm-hmm. He's been in the Senate since I was in third grade until he got elected to the vice presidency in 2008. I wasn't even born yet. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is he was part of everything. He talks about we're going to bring jobs back from China. He's the one that instituted all these that have sent jobs over. He's never had a job. He's outside of government. So when you're a senator, you become an expert on certain topics. He's the he was the um, chairman or ranking um, member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Tell me what region of the world is better off because of Joe Biden? We look like we're going to continue war with Ukraine. And I just heard him that today. He talked about the gas. I mean, the Ukraine war is causing gas prices to spike and inflation to go up. So if you're blaming the war in Ukraine. It's been well over a year. What are you doing to stop it, to end it? We're almost in a war. In a, we could potentially be in a war with China. We've got our embassy. We pulled out of Afghanistan. We've got, we're having our embassy pulled out of Sudan, but we left Americans behind. We've got an immigration problem that's sending 2 million-plus immigrants streaming across the southern border. That's not counted those who didn't get caught. So, um, let's see, what's his name? James, uh, let's see, James Duggan uh, said, those red states receive the most federal funding and contribute the least. That's what? a false, I would say that's a false narrative. I can go by my state of Florida. Okay. Florida, I mean, they, they always throw that in, but if you factor in all the military bases and all the other stuff, it's not, it's not accurate. Those states, I mean, it's it's just not enough. Even they have federal, like the, the Census Bureau, Bureau of uh, <laughs> Labor Statistic, or Eco- the Bureau of Economic Analysis have all said the same thing. That's not accurate. Mm-hmm. That these states get take more from the federal government than they give back. Yeah. If you took it by per capita, it's, it's just not an accurate statement. Okay. So, John, how can they go ahead and get a hold of us if they need to? You can find us by going to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. Check us out on all our face. I mean, all our uh, social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, obviously TikTok. Um, you can check us out on all our um, streaming sites that we place the podcast on. Keep following Ubaldi Reports because we want to do this every, I mean, five days a week because there's always certain stuff that's going on, especially as we start gearing up for the election. We would like so your support will help us do that. But before we let go, I want to turn the time over to Joe and Ray to talk about um, American um, gunslingers to um, tell you what they do for their programs. So Ray and I, we do all American gunslingers. We talk whiskey, guns, and what we've come to the conclusion of other things, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. And they get a little more edgier than this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess if you get a couple Marines uh, talking about something, it's going to lead to something else. So uh, we can't talk about that here. So you can definitely hear us on All American Gunslingers. We're working on a website, getting that thing up. Uh, we're also working on other things like getting our own shop, our own gun store, our own 
gunsmithing and range uh, stuff. So you can hear us talk about that as well. Ray, how can they go ahead and get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of me. Uh, my email is raymond.aags at gmail.com. Uh, we can talk anything gun control related, Second Amendment, um, you know, the new reports that come out showing more favoritism than, you know, any gun control. Um, and then we could also talk about what happened today and, and on uh, the special panel between the panel and the ATF getting roasted, finally. Really? Okay. All right. And then, like, you can get us, uh, you can email us at allamericangunslingers at gmail.com. And you can look out for the future of allamericangunslingers.com. So have a great day, everybody. So keep following Ubaldi Reports until next Wednesday at 730 Eastern Time. You keep following Ubaldi Reports.